So today, as we get started, I'm going to pray. The premise of what we're going to be talking about today is doing good. And maybe you come in today tired, broken, battered, beat down. I don't know where you come in. Or you come in standing high, feeling mighty, feeling strong. But today, as we pray, I just want to encourage you today to let you know that you're going to walk out of this place feeling ready to go. You may not know how to do good. You may feel so battered, so broken down, so tired. The last thing you're thinking about is serving somebody else. But today, my prayer is that you walk out of this not only energized, as the good book tells us to be, but you feel loved and you know your spot at this table today. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you today for the opportunity to come into this room, to come into this room and to serve these wonderful, beautiful, good-looking people. God, there's a lot of people here today that come in feeling strong, but there's a lot of people that don't. And today, Jesus, we live in in unknown times, times where we're dealing with it seems like we're putting on hats that we've never had to put on before, do things we've never had to do before. But Jesus, today, we thank you for your strength, your love, your grace, your mercy, your truth. We stand on your shoulders today. Wherever we come from, whether we know you, whether we don't know you today, Jesus, we thank you for your love, your grace, your truth, and that your cup overflows on us today. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your good name. And everybody in the church said, amen, amen, amen. All right, I'm going to go ahead. If you all have your Bibles today, we're going to be reading today. We're going to start off in Psalm chapter 25, and chapter 23, verses 5 and 6 today. I'm going to be honest with you today. I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter because we're going to do it a little bit differently. The way we do it in Redefined is we have the service, we worship, we preach, you know, preach a little bit, and then we go back into worship because we really love to worship. So today, if you're feeling strong and if you're a worshiper and you love to worship, we're going to go back in and right at the end of this, and we're going to go out with a bang. We're going to go out excited. We're going to go out smiling. We're going to go out lifted high. We're going to have a good time today. So Psalm chapter 23, verse 5 says this. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Hopefully, y'all ain't, ain't my enemies because he's preparing a table today. And it says this. He says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Look at your neighbor and say, my cup overflows. Y'all, y'all serious right now. Y'all got, I said, look at your neighbor and say, my cup overflows. And now the corny Christian joke, look at the other neighbor that you don't care as much about and say, my cup overflows. Okay, okay, corny Christian joke number one. We'll get a few in today, don't worry. It says, surely your goodness and your love, (laughs) surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life. Isn't that right? I, can, I got Ginny over here. I got Ryan over here. I got Katrina over here. I got Sherry over here. And then we got everybody watching on Facebook today. I want you guys to say, surely. Type in the chat. Type in the Zoom thing. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And they will dwell. I will dwell. I will dwell. I will dwell in the house of Lord. How long? How long? You know, it makes me think, and the reason we brought this table up here today It's because it says you prepare a table for me. And you know, when you look at a dinner table, for those of you that were raised in a home where you felt encouraged and loved, and when you sat around the dinner table, you know good things happened. You had great conversations. Your dad challenged you, or he asked how your day was. But you knew you always had your seat at that table. You knew no matter how bad the day was, you could come home and you could sit at that table. You guys could have dinner. 
You guys would laugh. You guys could cry. You could do whatever you want, but you knew you sat at that table. So today, I want to talk to you about Jesus and the table that he puts us at. I don't know about you, but Jesus has stood with me when I haven't stood with him. Jesus has stood beside me when I've done nothing but the worst to him. And I know there's a lot of people in here. I know you all good Christian people. I know you all don't do anything wrong. But when I make mistakes and when I mess up and when I curse at God, when I yell at God, when I'm mad at God, when I feel broken, hurt, and I do nothing but go against the name of God, I know that he still stands with me. Somebody say he stands with me. Y'all going to have to help me out today. Y'all, y'all can't be tired. I know you may, be, you may feel tired, and I know we're in some crazy times, but, but church, we're going to do this together today. We're not going to do a little bit of church. We're going to do a little bit of Jesus today. Somebody say amen today. Amen. All right. Because Jesus will stand with us when we don't deserve to be stood with. We still have our seat at that table when we don't deserve our seat at that table. He loves us when we don't deserve that love. The places you've come from, the things that you've seen, you've probably seen more, been through more than me. But I know in my short 22 years of existence that I am loved no matter what. When that revelation comes into your life, that you sit at that table, and that he stands with you when you don't deserve to be stood with, and that he loves you when we don't deserve to be loved, I keep it real simple, and I, I'm going to be very honest with you today. Jesus is a gentleman, isn't he? He's such a gentleman. He, he doesn't force us into things, does he, Summer? He doesn't, he doesn't force you to do things. He's a gentleman. He takes it slow and easy, but he pushes us hard. And today, I want to come to you today to know that he's a gentleman to you. Whether you feel tired, whether you feel worn down. That he's a gentleman and he loves you. He's your king. He's your father. He's your friend. He's your protector and he's your provider. He's everything that you could need and so much more. And he stands with us, doesn't he? In uncertain times, in certain times when we feel like nothing is normal, everything's crazy, I'm tired, he stands with me. He stands with me. You know, when, when he said do good last week, I began to really think, how, how do we in times when everything is so uncertain do good? How do we in times, Dad, I was thinking, Dad, how in the world are we supposed to be thinking about other people right now when, when we got some of the craziest stuff going on in our own lives? Some of us lost our jobs. Some of us are just tired of our kids at home. Come on, are we going to be honest today? Homeschool, how's that going? Somebody talk to me. I mean, are we doing okay? Y'all surviving? I can't imagine my mother trying to take care of me and my brother in homeschool. I cannot even put, it would not be possible. I have more ADHD than, than I think 50 kids put together. I, my teachers, those, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be real with you all today. Can we, be, can we be honest today? I'm not going to lie. I was in the fourth grade, and that, that doctor tried to dope me up so much because he, my mom was like, these teachers, they're, they're coming to me. This boy will not be quiet. He will not sit down. He will not do anything. And this, these doctors were trying to dope me up, and I'll never forget, 
I went into school one day, and I didn't take my medicine. I was in the fourth grade, you know, because the doctors, you know, they like to put you on some medicine and calm you down. Because, you know, when you go to school, you're supposed to sit down and be quiet. They don't teach you. You don't know how to talk to people, and you know how you actually make money in life. You know, you kind of have to talk to people, and you have to conversate with people. But, no, we want to sit down and be quiet and, you know, sit in your seat and don't say anything. But if you do that in business, you go out of business real quick. You got to know something. You know, okay. So I remember in the fourth grade. I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't on my medication. <laughs> not, not good. And we got these things called marks, right? We got these things called marks. And, and a mark is pretty much, it, I went to a private Christian school. It, it, we, they, they, it was weird. We didn't have safe or anything like that. But I'll never forget, I went into school one day and I was going to my friend's house that day and I knew I didn't have to go home. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get in some trouble today. I'm not on my medicine. I'm not going home to mama or to daddy, and I'm not going to see him for three days. So I was like, I'm going to get in some trouble today. And I'll never forget, I got two detentions in one day and broke the school record for the most amount of marks. And I'll never forget, I never missed another day of taking my medicine after that until I graduated high school. Those teachers, they were not happy. I didn't get to go to recess for two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And I say that today in joking manner, but, but you know what? I knew I could still go home. I knew I could still go home. And I get emotional because I'm, I'm a sissy. And, and, and I cry because I'm, I'm a little bit of a girl. But I'm going to be honest with you today, guys. When you go home and you know you still got a seat. I told you I'm going to cry. I'm a sissy. Because I live this every day. Parker, stop crying. You're a little girl. I'm just kidding. No, you're not. This is how I, this, I'm just talking to you all how I think to myself for a minute. Jesus, we don't deserve, we don't deserve you, do we? You know, I sit at this table, and you know the reason that we do good. This is what I want to talk to you about today. I promise I'll get going. I sit at this table, and you know, you know why we do good? Because we want to do good. If we don't want to do good, we don't, we don't do good. So I want to look at you today and say, why do I want to do good? Why do I choose? When I was 13 years old, I was introduced into the biggest struggle of my life. I battled with pornography for most of my life. It controlled my life. We're going to be open today. We're going to be honest. Because if we're not humble, you know, we got a pastor. There's a pastor out in Oklahoma. His name is Pastor Mike. And he says, we're going to be the hottest church in this country. What's hot mean? Humble, open, and transparent. Because if we're not humble, we're not open. If we're going to be the Christians that act like we got it all together, that act like everything's okay, then there's going to be people that come into this room that never feel freedom, that never experience truth. They come into this room, they think everybody's got it together but me. They come into this room, they think everybody's okay but me. They come into this room, today, can we be humble, open? Can we be the, not only the best looking, because y'all some good looking people, but can we be hot today? Can we be a hot church? Can we be hot? Okay, okay, okay. So, 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 you know, I got this seat, right? I'm sitting in this seat, and, and I'm struggling, and this is controlling my life, man. And, and, and I'm really starting to wonder, how am I going to do good? And I'm looking around at people, and, and I, I call myself a Christian, but I don't want to do good. I, I want it, and I struggle, and God, I, I want freedom. And maybe you're looking for freedom today, and you don't know how to get that freedom. And, 
Dad, I remember sitting right where Josh is at, and I'm like, Dad, how are we supposed to do good? And I begin to really think. You know why that we choose to do good? Because we want to do good. You know why I want to do good, church? Because when I sit at this table, I, I'm sitting here, and then God's sitting right here. Jesus is sitting right there. Holy Spirit, he's chilling over here. But I know I can look at them eye to eye. And I can sit at this table. And we can talk. We can have a conversation. I know that no matter how bad my day is, church, that I can come back. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep talking about it. I can come back to this table. And I can sit here and I can have a drink. This is a nice looking table. I don't know how y'all's dinner table looks at home. Probably not this good. But, but I'm be sitting at this table. And I know that I can come home and sit at this table. And you know why I do good, church? Because I want to do good. Because I want to please my peers. I want to make him know that I love him. I don't do good because I go to church. I don't do good because I know I got to get up and preach on Sunday. So I better act right this week. Or I'm going to show up to church on Sunday. So I better act right this week or you know what I got kids now so I better get my life together That's not why we do good church. We do good because we want to do good Why do we want to do good because we sit at a table with people and when you spend time with people you become those people So when I sit you follow me for a minute when I sit at this table and I look eye to eye with somebody I don't want to let them down and disappoint them I don't deserve a seat at this table, but it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, that he sits me in the highest heavenly places with him. In the highest heavenly. So I sit at this table. No matter how bad my day was, no matter how many nights that I struggled, no matter how much shame would creep into my mind and how much condemnation that I would put on myself, you should be better. You should be good by now. You shouldn't be here. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that maybe, maybe. But, but I knew I would struggle and I would struggle and, and I never found freedom, not only from lust and, and those things, but finding freedom only comes when you understand, church, that you have a seat at the table when you don't deserve to have a seat because we don't want to do good unless we we know we have that seat. It is grace that saves us. And when we focus on the doing of good, we don't do no good because we some messed up, broken, weird people. So you know why we find freedom? Because we sit at that table and we know that our seat is at that table. And I want to be a good son to a good father. He's a gentleman. He loves me. He cares about me. Nothing can take this seat from me. I can't take this seat for me. No matter how messed up you are today, when you understand and you give your life not only to Jesus Christ, it's one thing to give your life to Jesus. It's, it's another thing to understand what he says about you, isn't it, church? It's one thing to call yourself a Christian, and then it's another thing to know when you have a seat at the table. It's one thing to go to church. It's another thing to live a life where you know you're talking to him all day. He's your daddy. He's your papa. He's your father. He's your friend. He's your protector. He's your provider. And I know, church, that there's nothing that can take my seat at this table because he's not done with you. If you're not dead, he's not done. And I'll tell you what today, if we find our seat at this table, how do we do good? We want to do good. How, how do I want to do good? I have to understand. I have to understand today, church. He calls me. 
He loves me. What did it say in Psalm chapter 23, verse 5? He anoints my head with oil. My cup, somebody say overflows. Overflows. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. It wasn't long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life. This is my life verse. This is what I read on the darkest days, man. I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be humble, open, and transparent with you. This is, this is where I go. It, it wasn't long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. You filled your lungs with polluted unbelief, and then you exhaled disobedience. Somebody said, we all did it. So all y'all, all y'all messed up. It ain't just me. I'm not the only one with those voices. Okay, all right. We all did it. All of us doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it. All of us in that same boat. He said all a lot, so I know I'm not alone. Go ahead and go to that next verse. It's a wonder that God didn't lose his temper and do away with a whole lot of us. But instead, somebody say instead, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, he did what? He embraced us. So I know that at this seat, at this table, no matter how broken, no matter how bad the day, no matter how tired, no matter how oppressed, no matter how alone, church, somebody, somebody help me, no matter how hurt, no matter how broken, no matter how alone, no matter how tired, no matter how far you run, no matter how far you run, no matter how tired you feel, I know that I sit at this seat. Nobody can take it. Nobody can tell me I'm not good enough. Nobody can tell me I don't have a seat because I sit at the table that he prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. But I'm tired. But I'm, but I'm tired. But, but, but I'm tired. But I'm tired, Jesus. I know I sit at this table, but I'm tired. Jesus, I know I, I sit at this table, but I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. God, I've been fighting this battle for all my life, and it's just now making the news. God, I've been oppressed my whole life, and I'm tired. I'm talking about it so much, I'm tired. God, the election is, God, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, I've, my own house is falling apart. We can't even keep my I'm tired, Jesus. God, I don't even have a job anymore. I'm tired. These kids are driving me nuts. I told you I'm a sissy. These kids are driving me nuts. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Am I the only one that's tired? I'm tired. I know we got, we got people in here are tired. We, we're wearing so many hats, doing so many things. If you're a single mom, you're tired. If you're a father that's all alone, you're tired. If you've got a beautiful family, there's still a reason to be tired today. I'm tired. I'm tired. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. Go ahead and throw that up there. Let's, let's see what Jesus has to say about being tired. Because, see, see, we know our seats at this table, right? There's steps to this. Somebody say there's levels. There's levels. We get saved. We understand, okay, I'm going to heaven. What's the next step? I find out who I really am. And then the next step, what I believe, is your mission. Your mission. That's the goal of this sermon. That's why we're here today. That's what I'm here to encourage you today so that you walk out of this place not only knowing that you have some seat at a, some table with a king of kings and a lord of lords, which should be enough, but you know what? I'm tired. But listen to this. Listen to this. It talks about us being tired because we're tired. 
says, I thank give you and I give thanks, but I do more than that. I ask the God, the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus during this time. He's talking to this church. He says, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him. Here's where I want you to listen in right here, this next part. Somebody say me. Me. Personally, your eyes. Somebody say focused. Look at your neighbors say Focused. Look at the, you know, corny Christian doke. Look at your other neighbor and say, focused. Focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. The calling. Oh, what power there is. And you know why they're here, isn't it, Michael? When you know what wakes you up, when you know what drives you, when you know what pushes you, what makes you stay up late, wake up early. What makes you push you when, what pushes you when you're tired? What pushes you when you're down? But he says, when your eyes are what? Focused and clear. Somebody's tired today and they're not focused. Somebody's tired today and they're not looking at the right direction. Somebody's tired today and all they're seeing is what's wrong. Because it's right in front of you. It's all you see. It's all around us. I'm a, I'm a, focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he's calling you to do. Somebody say grasp. Come on. Somebody help me preach today. Somebody say grasp. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life. The life that he has for his followers. He says, oh, when you know he says, oh, that means you better really listen. Go to to this next one. He says this. He says, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Does anybody trust him today? Wave your hand at me if you trust him. Okay. If you trust him, then this is for you. It says, endless energy is somebody say boundless strength. Boundless strength. You're tired though, right? But I'm tired. I'm worn down. I'm tired. I thought this was going to be over in April. I thought this was going to be over in May. And then we got hit again. And we're uncovering wounds that people, some people didn't even know were there. But some people have been fighting all their life. And my brothers and sisters were standing with you, but you're tired. You feel alone, isolated. I'm tired. I trust you, Lord, but I'm tired tired. I, I know where I sit. I know I got a table. With this, this kid keeps talking about this seat and this table. Listen, kid, I hear you, but I'm tired. Okay, I hear you, but do you know why you're here? You may be tired, but there's a mission. There's a reason you're tired. Endless energy and boundless strength. Paul, come up here for just a minute. You know, I'm going to give you an illustration. I'm going to do a few push-ups because, you know, we push ourselves in our life, don't we? I push. I push. My family's tired, and I got to push to be strong. I got to go to work, and I'm tired. I'm dealing with this racial oppression, but I still got to be strong, and I still got to put on a good Christian face, but I'm tired. I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of the hurt. I'm tired. I'm tired, but I got to keep pushing. You know, I'm supposed to be a good Christian man, a good father, a good mother. I got to keep pushing, but I'm tired, but I'm tired, and I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. Paul, pull me up. Paul, pull me up. You may be tired, but God's saying, listen, when you're tired, Paul, pull me up. When you're tired, Paul, pull me up. When you're tired, Paul, pull me up. 
I'll keep going. I'm tired. I feel the pain. I feel the hurt. Paul, pull me up. I'm tired. I can't push anymore. I can't be the father I'm supposed to be. Paul, pull me up. I can't be the mother I'm supposed to be, Paul. I can't do this anymore, Paul. I don't, I'm tired, Paul. When you're tired, he never asked you to push yourself up. Did he, Aletha? He never asked you to push yourself up. What does it say in that good book? When you hit the end of your rope, it's like he's sitting there at, waiting at the end of it to pick you right up. When you hit the end of your rope, that's when he flexes on you and shows you how good he really is. But I'm tired. No, you're not. You're just missing your focus. You're missing your mission. See, I could have came in here and just doped you up with Red Bull, got you all excited. Kids would be running around the room. Some of y'all might need two or three Red Bulls. You know, caffeine doesn't really do it for you anymore. You've drank too many cups. You came in here tired, but I was like, you know what? Let's get some real deep and lasting transformation today. Worship team, jump on up here with me. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Endless energy and boundless strength. I sit at this table, I sit at this table. I don't deserve a spot at this table, but I sit at this table. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. Is this helping you today? You promised me. Is this helping you today? Because I'll keep preaching. Because this table thing, some of y'all are like, I, I got it. But listen, if you don't, and you struggle with shame, and condemnation doesn't only bring you down, it controls your life, and you may be a man in this room, that if you, if you, if the people in this room, this is what you're thinking, if the people in this room only knew how messed up I really was. There's fathers in this room that deal with things that I won't talk about in this room. There's mothers in this room that deal with things that, that you know you shouldn't be struggling. I, I know I'm a good mom, but, but my kids, and why they be acting like that? I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. I know I sit at this seat, but I'm tired. I'm tired, Jesus. I know I sit here. I know I got a seat at this table. Jesus, if we only knew, listen, that, that we get to come home to dinner with our poppy every day, and we get to look at him in our eyes, and that we get to sit here and break bread and be accountable and be loved and be transformed and have our minds renewed. And he already knows our pain, but we'll tell him our pain anyway. You know, he'll ask us questions that he knows the answer to because, you know, he already knows the answer. He just wants us to ask him. And, you know, there's things in your life and you come home and you're tired. But if you would just come home to this table today and when you go home today and you're alone in your bed tonight and you're thinking, what was that kid talking about? I, I want you to just remember that I sit at a table and I have a mission. I sit at a table and I have a mission. Before we sing today, what's your mission? What's your mission? What's your mission today? What's your mission? Because it says when, when you know what you're called to 
In that good book, that one that we believe in, right? We trust in him. It says in that good book, DJ, it says you will have endless energy and boundless strength. So you may be tired. You may be working three jobs. You may be doing whatever you have to do and you're tired. But he says when you focus on your mission, church, what's your mission today? The question I really want to ask you is who's your mission? Not what, right, Becky? It's who. Who's your mission? If our mission is for us, if our mission is to make, make me better and to make me stronger, not only will you be tired, you'll be depressed, you'll be broken, you'll be battered. When our focus is on us, we know we're stuck. Your mission is everyone around you. Your mission is those that you're called to serve. The mission is, is the woman that you have your arm around or the husband that you're touching on their leg or rubbing their back. Your mission is the children beside you and your children's friends. Your mission is not only your coworkers, it's also your boss that you really don't like. Your mission is every single person that you come into contact with when you know that, listen, this crazy kid's talking about a table and I know that my children need that. Some of my friends need that. Somebody else needs to know that. You know how you push yourself in the morning? You know that there's people that need what you have on the inside of you. And sometimes, you know what, church, we can talk and we can do church. But Jesus, you know, he, he died for a reason. He didn't die on an accident. He died on purpose. For a purpose for you to have endless energy and boundless strength. Your mission is everyone beside you. We're going to pray today with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to ask you today, do you know him? Not, not, uh, we'll have a separate prayer today for those of you who want to find your seat at this table and for those of you that want that endless energy and the boundless strength. But today, do you know him? He's a gentleman. He loves you. He cares about you. But do you know him? You may come into church today. You may have been to church a thousand times, but you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know him. I know the guy that I come to church and I hear about, but I don't know him. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hand right now, not on the count of three, not on the count of 17. Right now, I want you to raise your hand, and I want to pray for you because every head bowed and every eye is closed. I want, you, I want to pray with you today. I want to pray with you today, and then we're going to sing today. Let's pray with those that raise their hand today. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for forgiving me. You're my king, and I'm your son and your daughter. God, I love you. I want you in my heart. I give my life to you. It's in your name. Everyone said amen.